This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox. I asked the question a while ago, is sin an illusion? Is sin an illusion? There's a philosophy in the world that states there's no such thing as sin. No such thing as sin. It's all come from the past, and religions have made it seem bad and evil and terrible and horrible and things like that. That it's not really man's fault, okay? Uh, the reason murder is committed is because someone has committed murder against us somewhere, and we're now uh, we're righting a wrong. Things like that. We have this philosophy that it's okay. It's okay to take revenge. It's okay to do this. It's not really sin. It's not really sin. And we find out from the Word, as we had the last broadcast, that we are all sinners. We're all sinners. And that, we go, that, that if we're going to come to God, then we require forgiveness. Okay? So the I mean, first thing you have to understand is God's forgiveness is required for us. In order for us to have a healthy sense of wholeness without stress, we must understand that we have to approach God. Now, there's something that we use called guilt, okay? When you, go, when you go to court, they ask you, do you plead guilty or not guilty? Okay, that's only two choices. You don't have any choice in between, all right? You're either guilty or not guilty, and the court is going to take evidence to ensure that one of those things is true, that one of those things is true. But there's two sides to guilt, okay? There's a twofold concept of what guilt is. The good side of guilt is a self-judgment, okay? We look at ourselves and our actions and our deeds, and it pricks us or it hurts us to know that we've gone astray, and it's our action that have caused this problem. It's our actions. It's our, it's our impetus that has run over somebody or been rude to somebody or actually hurt someone, okay? So we have to understand that that's a good thing because it requires us to correct ourselves, you know, I have three sons, and I love each of them. And, you know, as a father, you don't want to disappoint your sons. But sometimes you make, you know, which I have done, I've made a promise, and I fail to keep it. Now, children, you got to understand, children trust their father. Dad said so. It's going to happen. Okay? That's their attitude. That's where their mind is. Okay? Dad said so. He promised it's going to happen. And I haven't failed too many times, but I do remember that my youngest son was incensed because I promised him something and I didn't keep it. I apologize. I apologize because he's right. I was guilty and it bothered me. I said, look, I'm very, very sorry. And of course, I use the words that nobody believes. I'll make it up to you. Have you said that? I'll make it up to you. I'm very sorry. I'll make it up to you. In a recent um, couples counseling and things like that, um, the man admitted to his wife that he'd uh, run off with somebody and committed adultery. And he says, I didn't mean to do it to hurt you. I'm very sorry. It didn't mean anything. I'll make it up to you. Um, it's very, very difficult to make up something like that, to make something correct something, to make that right. Okay. Yes, we have this impetus of guilt within ourselves to say, okay, I know, I know, I know I did wrong. I know I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have been rude. I shouldn't have 
We know this. And to us, we look and we say, oh, yeah, okay, wow, I did. I, I really would. We apologize. But this idea of making up to somebody so that we can correct it sometimes just doesn't work. It requires some other thing to happen in order for this to be rectified. Okay? Then there's the bad side of guilt. The bad side of guilt can cripple us, even torment our own sense of balance. Okay? The bad side of guilt produces depression. It, 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 we have unresolved issues. All right. Now, um, I had a friend many, many years ago. My wife and I made a friend of this of this lady at work, and she was a wonderful, wonderful friend. We really, we really enjoyed her company. We enjoyed her fellowship and things like that. And one day, she just didn't phone anymore. She moved away. She didn't tell us or nothing. Now, my wife says to, says, "Oh, there was something wrong with her." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Just a minute. Just because she did this, we don't know the reason." We tried to contact her and everything. We didn't know the reason. Something changed her perspective of who we were. I didn't deliberately do anything, and I'm sure my wife never did anything deliberately. But somewhere along the line, whether it's from her side or our side, something went wrong. Our situation with her was never resolved. To this day, I don't know where she lives or what she's doing. I hope she's alive and well and she prospers. And her life has been blessed, but I don't know. I often wonder about her. I often wonder and say, well, I really wonder, wonder what happened. I wonder if I, I could have helped. I wonder if the... So this is sort of a guilt on my part because of an unresolved situation, unresolved issue. It was just one of these mysteries of life that happened, and maybe I'll never find out. But I have to trust, look, now I'm a Christian, now I can come to the throne of grace and I can say, Lord, I'm putting this at your feet. I'm putting this at your foot of the throne. I don't know where she is and everything, but I just ask that you bless her and ensure that she's part of your kingdom. If I ever meet her again, I will sit down quietly. I'll talk to her. I'll say, listen, you know, can you just tell me what happened? Maybe there's something in her life that happened that I didn't know about. Or something she saw in me or something she saw in our marriage that she didn't wasn't happy with. I don't know. But those kinds of things, that bad side of guilt can affect us, can affect us. And this still, like I say, still affects me to this day. Okay. God's forgiveness is adequate. It's needed. We need it. We need forgiveness in order for us to have a healthy balance, spiritual balance. But God's forgiveness is adequate. In Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 12, it says, For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Wow. Wow. He will remember our sins no more. No matter what you've done, if you've come to the throne of grace and you've repented and you've put your heart before the Lord and asked for forgiveness, he will forgive you. And he won't even remember it anymore. Our problem is that we remember it. Okay? Our guilt sometimes keeps us from boldness, keeping us from doing things because we still feel guilty about this. We still carry this around like an old sack of rocks, okay? The Bible reveals to us that if we repent and confess our sins, asking for forgiveness, God completely wipes the slate clean. You know, I turn my problems over to God every night before I go to sleep. Look, he's going to be up all night anyway. I'll just leave it with him. 
Let me ask you this question. Are you ever going to solve all your problems before you die? The answer is no. Okay. Now, I'm over 60. Okay. I'm over 60. And in my 20s and 30s, I thought to myself, by the time I'm getting ready to retire, and no, I haven't retired, by the time I get ready to retire, okay, all these problems that I'm dealing with in my 20s and 30s, they will all be resolved, okay? They will all be resolved. I'll have all these things, and I'll put them behind me. I won't have to deal with them anymore. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Sounds absolutely great. But you know what the truth is? Today, I still have problems. I've dealt, yes, with most of the problems from my past. I've dealt with most of them. But there are new problems that I have now that I'm over 60. Okay? So you're never going to solve all your problems before you die. I would like to say that everybody should do that. But you've got to understand, we live life in an imperfect world. We live life in a world where people sin, people People commit crimes. People, people just don't care about one another. They ignore one another. They hurt one another. We live in that kind of world. And those things aren't going to be resolved sometimes before we die. So the thing is that if we put everything over to God, we say, Lord, look, I know I did wrong. I know I should not have done that. But I ask for your forgiveness, and I repent of those things. Please clean it from my slate. Take it off my account. Take it off my book. And God has promised that he will do that. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sin no more. Wow. Wiping the slate clean. Wiping the slate clean. You know, if somebody comes to you and asks for forgiveness, we can say, yes, I forgive you. But sometimes there's this residual thing like, oh, my goodness, you know, I had to do it. I had to forgive them, and I really don't, but I've got to do it. You know, it's, a, it's the right thing to do, just forgive them and stuff like God does not feel that way. When God says, I forgive you, it's gone. It's gone. It's vanished. You will never, ever have to go back to God to ask for it again. He's cleaned the slate. So please understand that is sin an illusion? No, it's not an illusion. It's very real. It's very damaging. It's very harmful. But as Christians, we have the ability not only to overcome it, but to eradicate it completely from our lives because we are blessed by our Father in heaven. I hope this has helped you. Thank you for listening. My name is Steve. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.